Oh, so much is happening as the UFC just spins out event after event, but there has been a big loss to one of our favorite events with one of our favorite people. It's time for Verbal Tap. We're fighting is easier from outside the cage, which is exactly where our first guest is right now, outside the cage with us on the BJ Penn line. BJ Penn, BJ, first question. Did you use an illegal IV? No, bro. Okay, let me tell you something real quick. I just want to okay. say thank you so much for having me on your show. Always. You know, yeah, I love it so much. And, like, I am not in any way being so nice and, like, um, agreeable as to dodge your question because I wouldn't do that because I'm a legend. So, um, so great to see you. And you have some of the best line of questioning I think I've ever seen, Braj. Thank you. I'm happy to have you. You're, you know, you're the king. You're BJJ king. First question. I'll just hit it again. Did you use an illegal IV treatment? Oh, bro, did you not hear me before when I said it is a pleasure and an honor to be here and to talk with you about all of the accusations which are 100 million percent wrong? Yes, I did. I, I did hear that. And Good. Was... I'm glad that we could agree on this okay. and move forward to asking BJ, how is your summer going? Oh, so good, bro. I went surfing and I was getting ready for my fight. And, you know, like such great stuff. Positivity, Braj. <laughs> okay. How was how was your fight camp going, is going? Oh, I'm still fighting, Braj. They may not put me on a card, but like I'll be in the parking lot. So awesome. no problem. Oh, perfect. Yeah. BJ, for $5. Okay. Second question. Did you use an illegal IV? Oh, okay. So here's the thing, bro. No, I, BJ Penn, did not use any illegal substances. I know a lot of people have said, oh, BJ, did you use an IV? And it's like, no, bro, I used the four, but no, I didn't use an IV. Okay, what? For, you mean the the Roman numeral, if you're looking at the Roman numeral of IV. I mean, that is one interpretation that you could call it, but no, bro, it's very different, you know? What? How different? What's okay, different? so, like, one you use for, like, hydration purposes, and then the other is a four. Okay, so that takes us to my next question. How many fours or IVs are you taking a year? Because you said, and I quote to Fox Sports... I wasn't aware that I couldn't have an IV 365 days a year. Okay, so here's the thing, bro. And I don't know if you know this, but like on the mainland, you know, the island that I live on, which is called Hawaii. Yeah. Um, we yeah. have, you know, like what you guys use as like IVs. I didn't know that was illegal because I thought it was like a Capri Sun and like you know when they're like really confused to put the straw in? So like I didn't yeah. know what I was putting in. I thought it was juice, but <laughs> it was juice. Been there, first of all. So are you consuming, consuming one of these every day? At this point in the conversation, I would go ahead and like to read a prepared statement. My lawyer, I mean I, have come up with. Yeah. At no time in my career in martial arts have I ever doped and... I anticipate all the test results from USADA will come back clean 
and I will be working with the UFC, and I mean, I mean, I'll work with them. That's fine to get the matter cleaned up and return the fight as soon as possible, Braj. So we're set. You use an IV every day, but don't use. No, it's juice. It's a Capri Sun. You know, yeah. like. Do you ever get the straw and then you're like, do I do the back end or the top? And then sometimes I don't know, so I get confused. I you, oh man, I've it's so hard. I'm retired. Never forget how much I'm retired. Myself. I'm like 37 years old. Uh, okay, that takes me to my next question: Is this a problem for your fight career getting delayed some more? I guess are you going to come back tougher? I mean, I I love you. You know this, but. You said you're 37. What are you going to stick around? Okay, bro. I have a question for you now, Mr. Reporter. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question, which is, um, is Dan Anderson, is he or is he not on this card this weekend too? You know, you got me there. He is on this card too. Well, um, boom. And uh, your honor, I rest my case. Some time has passed. Yeah, time is a flat circle, I've heard. But, bro, I don't listen to all that stuff. I just know that I'm clean. I just eat burritos and, like, I just, you know, I hang 10. I don't hang four, bro. Do I, again, it's an IV. I do think you know that. I think you're being kind of playful. Bro, to my defense, I have been hit so many times in my head. I don't even know, know what I believe anymore. Fair. That I have, I do enjoy your honesty. So while you're tr- preparing to fight, who's running BJPenn.com? Oh, I don't know. Some ferret. I don't know. It's like a rodent <laughs> I walk into and I go, did you use citation? And the ferret's like, no, bro. And I'm like, oh, God, are you using APA or MLA? And it's like, you know, it just kind of chews the keyboard. I don't know, bro. I guess is what yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, the very so, rare high ferret grad student. I get it. Yeah. I've yeah, actually, I just want to say I'm one thing for like BJ Pren, which is this, which is like, you know, first the accusations that like I probably did something I didn't do, but I might have done. And then this whole thing with the force, like, oh, you know. Well, BJ, big fans. And we think you should pick up a grappling match in there. You know, there's a ton of stock in, like, older grapplers, too. True, and that's the thing. Would I be allowed to use any force there? Yeah, you can use all the force. Oh, yeah, for sure. Compete at, like, EBI. That would be awesome. Or BJJ Breakdown has some really fun tournaments. Like, do something low school that'll get big internet traffic. That's your market. I think you mean Breakdown Academy, which if you listened to last week's episode was incorrectly labeled. I wouldn't know that because I'm BJ Penn and not Rafael Esparza, one of the executive producers. But I know if it was him, he would say that. But that's not the point. I would just say this, Kevin Phillips, somebody who should research and do double checking whenever they put copy on anything. I would just say... Thank you so much for believing in me and like totally not questioning anything I've ever done because you're my biggest fan. Done. And you know I'll continue to do so. Fours for life. That's, Four, that's you know what motto. I mean? That's just like the four horsemen and like um, you know, four non blondes. Yeah, get and, like, like some bull steroid semen, some like other bull steroid semen, <laughs> some horse and something wiry that you wouldn't expect like some chicken yup okay that makes sense just 
fuse them all together. Put them in a Absolutely. <clears throat> That's my... Well, BJ, thanks for dropping in. You know, champ, we love you. Ladies and gentlemen, Hawaiian's favorite fighter, BJ Penn. Oh, before I go, could I ask you one last question, Mr. Reporter? Of course. Um, did you say the show. following um, quotation, which was... If I could drink beer and look like my girlfriend, I would do it. Did you say that? It sounds like something I okay, might have said. Okay, that's fine. Bye, everybody. BJ Pan out, bro. Thank you, BJ. It's always fun to have you. <clears throat> Pleased to bring back on the line the person traveling all around rolling BJJ today, Raf Esparza. Raf, how are you doing this evening? Let's not change the subject. You did a ton. Of grappling today, you I did went to one place, then you went to another place. It's called a two a day. You should try it one day. Uh, let's not get. Have you, you? You've done two a days though. Yeah, yeah, I've done a it's little two special. It kind of feels good. You, you really, yeah, it's nice. You know, you you really work yourself into uh, a stupor. You you do a little training around. I went to go visit my friends over at Gracie Barra Northridge. Got to train with heard of very, it. <laughs> Very awesome folk of um, of Jeff Schultz, but let me tell you something real quick. Jeff Schultz is good people, you but you know who's not the, good people? Yeah, who's not good people? Uh, Mike Kachikian, who just competed at the Breakdown Invitational. If oh, you haven't seen like that a video, good person, you said nice things about. Well, him. I did, but here's the thing: we we're trying to get together to train before he goes to Worlds and hopefully goes to Rex Shop. Sure. And uh, I was looking forward to it, and uh, I sent him a note and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm heading up there today." And uh, literally mid route, he definitely sends a text back that's like, "Oh, I thought you meant tomorrow's open mat." Sorry, dude, I'm not gonna be there, but like, have fun. <laughs> so Mike Kachikian, rumor on the street is dodging you. You scared? Yeah, that's what I heard and saw. But here's the thing, Kevin. You're just trying to get past what I think. Because I was I was listening to my headphones and I heard the BJ Penn interview at the very end. That was my there was this weird was um, question that BJ Penn asked you. He I think it was a phrase of a quotation. Crazy what was that? shit, Raph. What did he say? I it's hard. Well, he said he's still going to be fighting. That's great. I also heard him say this one quotation. I said a I'm, phrase. I said if I could drink beer and look like my girlfriend, I would do it. And I stand by that. Explain that so that way people don't think you're as weird as you are. If I could drink beer and look like my girlfriend, I would do it. I was explaining that she has an excellent metabolism. Mm -hmm. And I am hitting that. I'm hitting a fitness track. Just turned 30. You've heard of it. People are like, yeah, we've been there. So I'm increasing veggies, decreasing some carbohydrates. And it was in that context that Raph captured a moment that I thought was private no, and has since become shared with the world. Well, let's say this. I put it on my Facebook and I tagged Kevin, which, you know, hey, it's going to put on Facebook. So maybe in like five years, it's going to be like, hey, remember the time when Kevin said this? And we'll look back on this moment fondly because a lot of people will end up liking it. Already we have some people enjoying it. But if you Kevin, guys can tune into that podcast with Eric Jackman <laughs> and Raph Esparza doing the live coverage. But Kevin, I guess the reason why I ask you say that and why I want some more explanation of it is, yes, you say that because you wish you had the metabolism yes. 
And I do understand that. But do you think you understand how weird it does sound now that you read it in print? Taking full responsibility on that front. And I think art helped you in this regard, because I'm not sure without the Arrested Development, Tobias records himself episode, I would have been so self-discovered in this moment. But yeah, I'm wondering how much weird shit I say every day is like what's flashing through my eyes. So I guess that's an omission to like the pure. Oh my god! Is that a I just enjoyed board? the fact that as you were doing this, and you weren't thinking of anything as I was typing it. I'm literally making noises while I go. Hold on one second, Kevin. <laughs> And then you just hear Kevin, like, not even asking what I'm doing, just totally going along with it. And to Kevin's credit, he did say in a very innocent tone, are we not doing phrasing anymore? Is nothing sacred? I thought we would just say phrasing. (laughs) That would be (laughs) the end of it. That would be the end of it. Mm. Speaking of phrasing, so this has gotten back to me, and I didn't know this actually took place, but I thought I would share it with you guys. Um... A funny story. Uh, I don't listen to Inside BJJ, but this got back to me, Kevin, and I need you to know this because um, you know when I have the opportunity to listen to Inside BJJ, much like you, we just have other things to do that are better than that, Not right? Not called Penetrated BJJ. Mm-hmm. You sure? You should really do a morning after pill that uh, comes with after that. after BJJ. It's mm-hmm. one of those. Yeah. Uh, So it it comes to my attention that uh, recently they were talking about, I believe, us. How dare they? And uh, they were talking about the Meta Morris commercial, which, by the way, a real original topic, considering we covered it thoroughly on one of our episodes recently. But the interesting thing that they did on that episode. Like seven million years ago. Oh, yeah. You know, whatever. No big deal. It's not like we had one of the stars on there, too. Like, you know, dot our I's, cross our T's. That's what we do here. But they said they, they tried to pay me a compliment. They said, you know, Raph, I'll say this about him. He's very prepared, which coming from them, you would think would sound like a compliment. But from those idiots means absolutely nothing to me. Mm-hmm. But here's what's interesting. While praising Hollick and saying what a great idea that video was they basically had the gall to say that i uh have my sights on gary tonin so much that i am uh oh, i think the phrase is something like uh something up his ass or something they criticized your journalism with your affection for gary wow I mean, here's the interesting thing. And this is why this is so beautifully done, is that you had uh, one of their guys. I think his name is Tim. I don't really know. But at least they, like, you were the top in the you and Gary relationship. (laughs) It was, like, also a subtle homage to your masculinity. But here's the best part about it is, is they were saying how that works. They they had mentioned, they were just like, and maybe this is how they sound. I don't know that for sure. But uh, you hear them say something to the effect of, you know, this Hollick thing, it's a thing. Like, it's amazing. Don't you guys think it's, like, really amazing what Hollick did right there? Jimmy Fallon like, style? They were just totally in on it? Oh, yeah. Totally, like, fluffing uh, from their position. And then they have the gall to go, but that Rafa Sparza, I mean, he's just so far up Gary's ass. And it's just, like, I don't know. Is, is that really a thing? And then they all chime in. But 
I just love the fact that they tried to call me a brown noser when they literally were brown nosing and saying what a good idea. And yep, yes, man, propaganda film. Hollick had a good idea. What is that? That's right. I will agree with the commercial and what it tells me. So I thought that was a particularly interesting moment from the good guys over at Inside BJJ, uh, to which I say, good try, guys. But um, wow, you guys are really going to need to get your shit together to try and get one over on us. Um, we should send them a shirt that says penetrated BJJ like, as well. A, and B <laughs> is like morning after C is like magnum bjj and see if oh, they decide they're far to change their logo i'll definitely let you know they're they're gonna be far from magnum just based on uh well any factors yeah. average size trojan mma doesn't have quite the <laughs> ring to it so i thought we'd embellish for theater <laughs> and then you know when we really fully come to term with it it'll get aborted inside bjj all that good stuff i mean guys what i'm telling you is this the showbiz side of us y'all are adorable I'm glad our fans told me about it. And, uh, you know, I'm so surprised that even some people listen to it and uh, not phased. So, BJJ nerds. Take that, you guys. Well, we're going to get to more MMA BJJ-ish nonsense. Well, there's some BJJ themes writing. Raph, you ready to get to some over-under Kevin UFC 199? I mean, I don't know. Like, I would do it if Holic was really more into it, but it's hard to really get excited about it. And anyway, I mean, Roth's the worst. He's prepared, but, uh, you know, he's kind of the worst. Anyway, let's go to our interview because, all right. Also, if they're going to be bashing, I mean, call me next time so I can at least officiate. Like, that only <laughs> feels fair. You get totally cut out of that business. Like inside tips, you should see the selfies he and Gary take. It's disgusting. <laughs> I'm just saying, I haven't seen Gary appear on their show, so you know maybe they just a little butthurt about that. Yeah, this week on Penetrated BJJ has a real rate. All right, Kevin, this pay-per-view is near and dear to my heart. Do you know why? Because the person you invited on to face me already spoiled who they are, and I'm uh, supremely I confident. do not want to talk about that right now. We're going to get to that momentarily. But the reason why this UFC is near and dear to my heart is because it is taking place in my backyard. San Diego. No, Inglewood, you dick. Oh, I forget where There are live. very many rap Sorry. songs about this neighborhood. That's true. That's a fair point. You do know many things, like they are up to no good, that people get shot there. Frankly, California Love is a real homage to the city as well. Absolutely, and that there are some people with attitude who are in that proximity, but I don't, you know, it's not my my place to say. Hard to be specific. Yes. Um, So anyway, so I'm excited that they're going to have those fights over at the world-renowned Great Western Forum that has now been rebuilt and is now not a shamble. So I am excited to bring on somebody who I felt not only was up for the challenge, 
but specifically went out of their way to promote themselves as being on this show. So there is no surprise, as you mentioned before. Kev, before we bring them on, how did you feel about finding out who your opponent was uh, 24 hours before we did this podcast? A lot of mixed emotions, Raph. Okay. A lot of mixed emotions. You know, there's, you've, you've done some work mm-hmm. in finding people that are either more threatening or more scary uh, or have better hair. And that's been impressive. Okay. This person has a better Facebook intro than I have. Okay. And I was feeling really great until I saw I move pretty fast for an old fat guy. <laughs> and if there's ever a better description of someone that's been doing jujitsu for a while, I don't know what it is. But that's basically, I think, how we all describe ourselves. But well, I think you've fallen short because you chose an East Coaster. And I have a proven record of destroying them. I don't think that's true. However, I believe that it is time that we go ahead and bring on the person who we have uh, selected for this week's Over Under Kevin. That is Over Under Kevin, UFC 199. And that is one Vernon Kirk from North Carolina and more specifically from the very popular gym, Indian Trail BJJ. Vernon Kirk, how are you doing, man? I am great. How are y'all doing today? Not bad. Adorable with the y'all. But Here's the thing that I have to ask Don't you before let the we go for you, people. He's already been talking smack. He has off air before we even started. He's already let Kevin know. Who's there was in an charge. accusation about my memory made on the public record. Well, why don't you tell the people about that accusation, Kevin? He said it wouldn't matter. I wouldn't remember him because of the weed is what he blamed. And, and is that accurate? To prove it's not accurate, I can have a memory and weed. I've doubled down. I have my vape pen and a thing called Sons of Sativa Cannabis Juice for adults only. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to roll. I just want to take a moment to collectively mark the moment when most people just threw up in their mouths when they said, wow, did Kevin really just utter the phrase vape pen? It's a medical cannabis card. I got you. Okay. That's fine. All right. Now, Vernon, uh, welcome to the show. Um, obviously, we love Thank having you. you on here. Um, I don't know if Kevin knows this. So what are you ranked in jiu-jitsu? I'm a purple belt in BJJ. Excellent. That's Kevin is also a purple belt. So I like where this is. But I don't know if Kevin's done enough research to know if you have a background in judo. I do. Hmm, interesting. And uh, I felt like you're you're commemorating some kind of anniversary. What kind of anniversary is it right now? Uh, two years to go, uh, go today, I got my judo black belt. Yeah. yeah. Kev, did you know that? Uh, no, I didn't. I saw judo and got scared because I, there's, I was going to say I don't have nearly as many photos of myself holding giant belts on a podium. Because he's got quite a few <laughs> on the Facebook crowd. Uh, so there was uh, some mixed review, but I'll tell you, that makes sense. That okay. sounds right. Because okay. you're an ass. Well, good job, Kevin. You really stuck it to him there. I'm talking so, about you. Just like oh, a me? single, yeah, for the book. What did I do? Uh, oh, of course, you're going to bring on a judo black belt because they're gentle. They're always friendly. Well, listen, they, you know. Well, it is the gentle way. Yeah, my <laughs> ass. Ask anyone who's been doing judo long enough to, like, I switched to jujitsu because it's just easier. You know, I switched to Muay Thai and punching trees so I can stop getting thrown through just- walls. Well, just because my last judo tournament, I, uh, I I ended up with surgery afterwards. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, who's, what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah no shit. So, Vernon, I mean, art. we could have you talk shit to Kevin all day, and we are about to. But tell us a little bit about one of the projects you're working on right now, because I'm intrigued. You've talked to me a little bit about it off air, 
And for those of you who don't know Vernon, uh, I'm going to share something after he explains what this project he's working on right now is. So I'm working with uh, the Good Fight submission-only tournaments. They do a modified sub-only tournament. They're up and down the East Coast. Um, they've also been doing – This is uh, we're, I'm helping them with their fifth Super Fight event. They've got one this coming weekend in the D.C. area. Um, and then after that, we're doing this one July 9th in Burlington, North Carolina. But the main event is Gordon Ryan versus Roger Carroll, who is a Bellator vet, just went three rounds with Neiman Gracie. Um, but the really cool part about it, not only is it pay-per-view, but during the day, there's three-man bracket tournaments for white and blue belt. Yeah. There's two-man bracket tournaments for purple belt, both gi and no gi. Then there's a nice intermission. And during the intermission, we're showing an old-school kung fu movie. And then we start the super fights in the evening. <laughs> That's pretty rad. Uh, what's the name yep. of this particular thing? That's a secret. you got to show up to see it. Oh, I didn't want to know what the movie is. That's fine. I understand that. Oh, but what's the name of the event? It's not a secret. You can't hold the name of the event you're hosting a secret. Very true. You know, well, know maybe, maybe if you're cool enough, but I'm just not. Millennials <laughs> would be into that. Millennials wow. would be like, it doesn't even have a name yet. <laughs> it's uh, Jiu-Jitsu Theater, com, and you need to be, um, if you're not as dumb as I am, I kept misspelling it and sending out links to people. It's the old school spelling of theater where it's R-E at the end, not E-R. And that kind of took me a minute. I was a little special with that. <laughs> it's the theater, of course. It's the way you spell exactly. theater. Yeah. Shut up, Kevin. You are not one to lecture from Mount Olympus of spelling. I, I wanted to. That's why I even add some indignance to my <laughs> wow. voice because I don't get to do it often. I guess the reason why I'm so intrigued by jiu-jitsu theater is the fact that when I read that, I go, wait, are they staging jiu-jitsu? Is it a play? Because I could write a good three-act play about this. I mean, I understand. <laughs> is it a Greek opera? Fights. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ooh. Well, uh, the owner of The Good Fight, Jimmy, is a real big kung fu theater fan from back in the day. So this is where he got the idea. Ah. I thought it was a great idea. Well, and side project. we kind of hopped all over it. The three That's of us great. need to Hamilton our way through the <laughs> theater scene, but we'll Absolutely. side project, side project. Sorry for you. Were side saying. control. It's <laughs> a, a whole Not a ba- second act where a you know, respect rhythm a- section amongst <laughs> the whole first team. It's a showstopper. People really don't know what to expect. Okay. So Vernon, some people here. And I mean, I'm go on. I was going to say, well, at the end, you know, when I, I'm do, I'm emceeing the whole thing, and I may or may not have the uh, white kung fu suit from the end of the Last Dragon. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not giving that part away either. Photos, or it never happened. So <laughs> keep that in mind. Don't Fair worry. enough. Uh, like... When is this event going on again? July 9th. It'll be on pay per view. Plus, if uh, you enter the tournament, not only do you get free entrance to watch the super fights in the evening. But your match, will, your matches will also be on pay per view as well. Whoa, <laughs> that's pretty rad. Yeah, Paramount right, Theater. So in- we're going to go ahead and talk about that again, so that's fine. Uh, but one of the, the nice parts that people from our podcast may know you from is uh, you participated in this year's WWE BJJ Week. Yes, I did. Now, what was the movie you ended up doing? Because I want people to hear yep. what it was you did. Well, I did the pedigree into an armbar. The only problem was I would have gone the old school Henzo um, rolling armbar, but I, that was right after I had separated my shoulder, so I, could, I was too afraid to do the roll. 
Uh, it was about oh, I did that about a week or two before I had surgery on it. So I just went straight arm bar instead. So for those who don't know or aren't pro wrestling uh, aficionados like Kevin, um, Kev, do you know what a pedigree is? Nope, but I okay. was Googling it, if that counts. Actually, you should Google it, and you should let us know what it looks like to you. Uh, d- dog food ads, so maybe I should put finishing you move. You should WWE. put yes. <laughs> finishing move, yes. They, they don't just bad. stuff dog food in someone's mouth and then you you know, do? You call just, it a day. If you Google pedigree. Oh, both arms get chicken winged while you've got the, the head between the crotch in a mm-hmm. fancy double leg. Then you just give them the old-fashioned pile driver with the NSAC. With the NSAC. Yep. So anyway, it's it's definitely a way of describing it. But yes, you jump in the air. You make sure you get the velocity that brings down your opponent to the mat, crashing down, creating a thud to their head and some confusion, which usually gets a pin. But in this particular case, you know, our good friend Vernon wasn't content on just getting a pin. He does the even more evil thing of putting his opponent into an armbar. So I have to ask you this. What happened to your training partner when you said, yo, can I just pedigree you and then put you in an armbar? What was his reaction? Well, it's uh, it's my 17-year-old next-door neighbor, and he was like, all right, whatever, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well... That starts off like every other Dateline episode, so why not here? And every other pro wrestling career. It's like I was (laughs) fighting my neighbor. He's a black belt in judo, and I just fell in love with him here, brother. That's not a terrible... Well, for those of you who haven't seen it, we definitely encourage you to look up the hashtag WDBJJ uh, in our uh, Instagram, and you will be able to see it. He's the only person doing a pedigree, so it's quite obvious it is Vernon doing it. But, gentlemen, I think that's enough for the uh, the pleasantries. Kevin, what do you have to say about Vernon? Last right pleasantry. Now? I fought at a good fight when I was training out uh, just outside of D.C. Great tournament. Yeah. Double yeah, what do you think of it? We're there. Unbelievably run. I spoke very highly of it post. Really great tournament. Yeah, good people. On time, Raph. Everything's on time. Yeah. And... The du- double elimination was cool because especially as a blue belt figuring things out, you get a chance to lose and then still lose again, which is perfect. Absolutely. Learn double time. <laughs> Learn double time. What, uh, where were you out? Uh, where'd you live out here? I lived in Fairfax, Virginia. I went to school at GMU. So I wasn't far. Uh, okay. I grew up in uh, Georgetown. I saw that DC kicking. That's the fancy yep. side, Raph. That's great. Now, here's yeah, the thing. Well. <laughs> you guys are getting along too well. But, Vernon, what is it that you have to say about Kevin? You've been listening to our show. You know what our deal is here. What is that inside intel that you have about Kevin? Um, well, I, just, you know, I, I think he just doesn't get it. And, frankly, when I'm done with him, have you ever seen Deliverance, Kevin? Uh, no. I don't think so. Maybe. Is that the one? You know how to squeal like a pig? Yes. Because you do have a pretty mouth. Raph, can I yes. break the rules? Is Hold that... on, time out. Uh, Vernon, can you go ahead and put on the uh, mufflers a... that I gave to you? Kevin and I need to have an aside What's for a moment. What's the word the lawyers... Objection. No. Profane. Hold on, hold on. So go ahead and put the soundproof headphones that I gave to you inside. Take a moment, Kevin and I are going right. to we'll chat, okay? Kev? Yeah. All right. Are you a little afraid right now? I mean the deliverance thing. Rap, I did see deliverance. Did you? Why did you lie to him? You should I have just said was yes. worried it was only going to add fire. I didn't know it was coming. 
well, that was the problem, and that's going to be your problem in the future. Yeah. Anyway, here's the thing, though, Kev. You need to sack up because you can't lose this one if he's already calling deliverance on you. Got it. Okay. Set. All right. And we're back. Hey. Beep, beep. How's it going? Excellent. Good job, Vernon. Perfect bit coordination. All right. So here's the thing, guys. We're going to go ahead and play a game of Over Under Kevin. You guys know the rules. We'll explain them shortly. But let's cue music. And now it's time for another thrilling installment of Over Under Kevin. Hey guys, so here are the rules for Over Under Kevin. Basically, we name all of the fights out of order because, uh, let's face it, some of those prelims, woof. But we go through the entire card. The person who gets all of the uh, most accurate picks, uh, or the most accurate picks, they end up winning the competition. We do all of the fights, again, out of order. And uh, basically, gentlemen, it's a way to test what it is that you know about the UFC. And as we've proven time and time again, Kevin... Uh, not so good with the no end of the UFC things. Anyway, gentlemen, do you understand the rules? Yes. Yep. All right. So just to let you guys know, each participant is going to get 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. If I so feel it, I will give them 15 more seconds of rebuttal time. Again, it's best out of, I believe, 13 fights. Let us go ahead and start off at the top of the card. And by the top of the card, I mean the top of the list in front of me right now, which is a featherweight bout between... Max Holloway, and Ricardo Lamas. Kevin, 15 on the clock for you. I'm going with the bully, Ricardo Lamas, Raph. Clear reason. Okay. Supreme faux hawk. Mm-hmm. And he's a killer, but supreme faux hawk. All right, good to know. Vernon, who you got? I got 15 for you as well. Uh, Max Holloway, he's been doing way too well lately. It seems like he's hit a stride and he's way too young to lose. He's got it. He's got Okay. Okay. Now, let me ask you this, Vernon. I'm going to give you 15 more seconds on the clock to explain. You know, Kevin loses all the time and he doesn't have it. So would you call him the inverse of Max Holloway? Quite possibly. But he, Kevin, Kevin just needs to think. He's just kind of lost it. He lost his way a little bit. His brain just kind of floats away. He just needs to think it through a little bit. That's all. You got it. Kevin, is that shit talking or is that making you feel better? Is that an affirmation? Barrage. Max Holloway is a Hawaiian. What season is it? End of surfing season. He's checked out. I'm doing the deep math, not just the surface area or like the North Carolina version of research. I'm going all the way. Vernon, can you explain to us what the North Carolina version of research sounds like? Oh, well, it depends on where you go. I mean, you know, but you know, it depends on the, you know, are you talking about bathrooms? Are you talking about, the Hornets. Oh, wait. Is it the Hornets still? It is the I don't Hornets. Know. I lost. The Hornets again. <laughs> How did you not know your own reference? Why did you shoot up a layup that you didn't even know was remotely near a basket? Well, I just for a second, I was like, the Bobcat thing po- popped into my head, and I was like, wait a minute. Wow. Is that st- I don't pay attention to basketball anymore. I just don't. <laughs> that's just like the one MMA thing Kevin pays it. attention to, though. I was also thinking about if I was going to try and channel Max Holloway, and I'm going to need some tats. Some big ones, Raph. That's fair. All right, let's go to our next fight, and I'm going to have Vernon start this one. It's a lightweight match between Polo 
Reyes, which is a terrible name, versus another interesting name, Dong Young Kim. 15 on the clock, go. I'm going with Dong because his name is Dong. That's about the best I got. <laughs> I have no idea who either one of these guys are. Wow, but uh, North Carolina education coming in handy once again. Kevin, I've got 15 for you. I'm going with El Toro Polorias because I just really like his eyes. I I don't know how else to... They're the fighter's eyes and, and a poet's. Kevin, isn't that the beginning phrase to any romantic comedy what you just uttered there yeah plus he's from mexico so it's going to appeal to multi cinematic audiences international audiences that's the word yeah okay there we go i knew it was a stretch it's multi-syllabled so i was Minutes uh, before this podcast i was saying i've got a good vocabulary wow <laughs> no you weren't yeah please Minutes. tell me you didn't say that Minutes before <laughs> said it out loud that's adorable Hey, um, the less said about that fight, I think the better. Because, How Vernon, you? <laughs> you don't know anything about those people. And I, one of them's named Polo versus Dong. Props to props to Vernon for picking the guy named Dong. Because I think we all want to hear Bruce say that again. We're going to get to hear him say it once. <laughs> twice is better. But isn't and he the winner. stun gun? Is that his By nickname? TKO. Dong. No, that's, there's like... Three of them in the UFC. It's really strange. Like, there's three Dong Young Kims. It's, I don't know. I'm, I've been surrounded by a lot of Asian people this weekend with my wife's family. So I, I think that's the other reason I'm leaning that direction. Woof. All right. Let's leave that one alone for a while to make sure that uh, we can see Vernon next week on the podcast. <laughs> but make sure Vernon gets to come back. <laughs> Kevin, I'm going to have you go on this next one. It's a featherweight bout between Brian Ortega versus Clay Guida. Go. This is difficult for me because I once was close enough to see Clay Guida, the carpenter. But I have got to go with the kid here. 10 and 0, USA, T City, Brian Ortega. T City. Okay. Let's go to you, Vernon. I've got 15 on the clock. I'm going Ortega. He's got he's got a much better submission game, and frankly, every time, most of the time, Guida loses. It's by submission. I think he's going to end up getting caught somewhere on the ground. That's some fair analysis, Kevin. I, I don't think we've had any of that up until now. No, How do was, you feel about real analysis? I thought it was again a violation of the rules, but you're just throwing them out the window today, left and right. So <laughs> bring it on, I guess. Are you, wait, are you blaming me for that? Yeah, who's the chairman of this little ship? Like that would be you. First of all, it's not a little ship, so calm the fuck down. Second of all, the chairman of the board is still fucking Frank Sinatra. And if Frank Sinatra was here, he wouldn't listen to your fucking bullshit. You'd be slapped, run into the mob, and buried right next to JFK. That's a rumor. We don't know it's true. I'm just saying. Frank Sinatra slapped me. I'd cry, but in a proud way. Like I'd feel really good about that. It's brisk, baby. All right, anyway. That's what the reference was based on. Anyway, folks, read a book. Let's go to our next fight. Uh, Vernon, you're going to lead us off on this one. Uh, no, we just did that one. Vernon, you just led that one. Kev, you're going to do this one. It's a fight between Dustin Poirier versus Bobby Green. This is easy. Until you dethrone my man, which has actually happened a few times in a row, I have got to go with Dustin the Diamond Poirier because I watched that documentary and since that Fightland, I think he's just... I've, Soft spot. The diamond. 
Here comes back right. with a cutter. What? I was just throwing a little pro. Did wrestling you just make reference. a pro ref- wrestling uh, reference? Yeah. Wow. I was. I'm kind I of was, impressed. What does that mean, Kevin? It's uh, when Diamond Dallas Page would throw the. That was his finishing move. What's it called? The DDP. Nope. Damn it! So close. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have to keep asking questions? I thought I thought my time was up. I guess. I, no, I again. I am the moderator. I have the ability to give extra time. I was just curious that you were making a reference that I knew you were super proud of, but I wasn't sure you could see it all the way through. So, Kevin, I'm going to ask you again. Considering you may have said the actual words within the allotted time. Yeah. So, what was the name of Diamond Dallas Pages? Finishing move. The diamond cutter. There we go. Jesus Christ. How long did it take you to Google that? I I was trying to channel what was that movie like uh with the king? Ready to rumble. Ready to rumble. rumble. There it is. Wow. <laughs> that's what was coming back to me. It's sad that that's your frame of reference for WCW Great and it hurts. Though. Yeah. Great movie. All right. Uh, Vernon, I'm glad you caught that one, too, because I was a little afraid that Kevin was just going to get away with it. But now I think it's time to give you your time. Who do you got? 15 on the clock. As much as I want to pick Bobby Green, anybody who's a veteran of Bully B-Town, I'm a fan of. But he just can't handle Dustin Poirier. Poirier's got it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stick with uh, 15 more seconds of Vernon Kirk. If you were to give Kevin a finishing move, and we've tried, none of them stick, what would you suggest it would be? Mind you, there is a right or wrong answer for this one. 15 on the clock. Hmm. I'm going to go with the five-star fo- frog splash. I just want to see him do it. Uh, and, I'm sorry. Um, that's an invalid entry because uh, jobbers don't get finishing moves. So, Oh, the damn trick question. It always yep. gets me. It's all right. Kevin, do you understand what any of that meant? What? Yep. Okay. Let's move on to our next fight. Our next fight is a bout between Benil Derushi versus James, not the other Vic, but this Vic, James Vic. Let's go ahead and go to you, Vernon. You're going to lead us off on this one. 15 on the clock. Um, Dariush, because it's the only one I'm kind of I, that I recognize right now that I'm looking at it. Oh, wow. Well, regards to the family of James Vic. Kev, I've got 15 seconds on the clock for you. I'm going with the Texecutioner because James Vick has those arms that like go into the apartment next door to yours and no one even notices because he's just so so long-limbed. Uh-huh. That's what people say, right? That's the old colloquialism. Old neighbor apartment arms. I'm choosing James Vick. I'm glad in the most roundabout way. Gentlemen, are you overlooking the fact that Benil Darouche is a very accomplished jiu-jitsu practitioner? Well, I'm assuming that's why Vernon chose him. And I think you've obviously upgraded him because if our listeners are remembering, which I'm doing, Vernon, they would remember yep. you used to call Benil Darouche just Benil Douche. And you've No, now- no, no, no. I said Darouche. It's been... <laughs> A well-established fact that I refer to him in the most adorable way possible, which is by calling him Benil Darushi. That's so on tape. Have you? Find it. You're now using his real name. Yeah, I used his real fucking name because I was making a point. Is what that I, because he's? You feel like he's taken the leap as a fighter, or is it just? Uh, 
listen, I'm pro jujitsu. I don't know about the rest of the people on this podcast, but I root for jujitsu practitioners because I enjoy the sport. If you're like Kevin, see, uh, this is political posturing, everybody. Just <laughs> It's a political season, so we're just trying to teach you political rhetoric as well. If you're like Kevin Phillips, you clearly use this as a vote against jiu-jitsu. I'm just saying. This ad was paid for by the people for Rafael Sparza. That's right. The people for Rafael Sparza. It sounded that way. That's good. Is that what I'm saying? Is that what I, you heard as well? I mean, especially anybody who can catch uh, Michael Chiesa. You know, in a rear naked choke, which is kind of his thing. You know, you got to go for jiu-jitsu on this one, and you're going to pick somebody who can't. No, come on now. What's with you? You're better than that. Well, he's also I Iranian. Now you're not, so. uh, Kevin. Uh, I'll give you 15 seconds, real quick. Why do you hate jiu-jitsu? Because uh, it hurts. It just beats me up on a weekly basis, <laughs> and sometimes I feel like I'm insecure in the gi, and I'm just getting choked. Oh, why else? I vomit frequently after tough training sessions. That's an accurate statement. I'm glad that we were able to get that far into Kevin's real life. I was just thinking if there were reasons, I should list them. So I, I took the question. Kev, calm down. We need to stick with you because you're going to the next fight, which is a welterweight fight between Sean Strickland versus Tom Breeze. Yeah. It took me a few not to see Tom Brady and like as a relationship, but I made it. I made my way there. I am taking 17 and 1 Sean Strickland again because he's leggy. Wait. Putting 10 more seconds on here. Leggy? What is that? Well, I I really swung and missed with the whole next door apartment thing, and I didn't want to go too specific with a mountain climber reference, so I just went with leggy. Noted. Okay. Uh Vernon, I'm going to go to you real quick. 15 on the clock. Well, I'm going to go with Tom Breeze. Um, he's 10-0, and 0 and he's two inches taller than Strickland. And so he's the taller guy. He's probably a little leggier. We'll go with him. But, like, is he leggy enough? Maybe. That's the perfect one to toss up. It's a maybe. Maybe. It's be hard to tell. Maybe. Um by the way, Tom Breeze is uh, the, the love child of both Tom Brady and Drew Breeze and would make quite the quarterback. It sounds like a hybrid uh, kind of clone experiment that Great they put together. Name. Just an awesome, way better. Like I feel like if Tom Brady saw that, he'd be like, oh, fuck. So close. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Who put my DNA with Drew again? That's a great. Who did it again? Uh. Dicks. Um, I'm excited for this one. I'm going to actually put 30 seconds on the clock because this, ladies and gentlemen, is the co-main event. It is a bantamweight title fight between Dominic Cruz and Uriah Faber. Vernon, 30 seconds to you. I think Dominic Cruz, after being off for so long, realizes that he doesn't have much time left and he's got this like kind of nastier streak about him. And... I think everybody likes Uriah Faber, and I think everybody likes to see Uriah Faber get title fights, but it's just not in the cards for him anymore. It's He's going to keep getting fights because the uh, weight class he's in is just thin, and he draws. Dominic Cruz by finish. Okay. Kev? Okay. This is tough. 
because we've got a long history now of the prohibitive favorite walking in and not walking out the champion. I am going to have to jump out on a limb here, Raph. First of all, that's how dominant I've been the rest of these performances. I'm taking Uriah, the California kid, Faber, because I also think Cruz, I don't know. I didn't like the way he uh, points played it. I think he might get caught. I'm ready for a smoke. Oh, points played it. What do you mean by points played, Kevin? He kind of, he didn't go for the, he didn't like put the hurt on. It was a pretty thin decision. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Vernon, is that how you see Dominic Cruz? Do you find him to be a points fighter? Because it is something that does tend to be brought up with him, but he does have a win over Uriah, although Uriah has a submission finish over him. I agree. I think he does play for it, but I think it's also with the way he moves. I mm. think everybody wants to see Uriah Faber win this fight. I think because they want to see old line versus young line with him and TJ Dillashaw, you know, make it Rocky Five all over again. But I just don't see it happening. I don't think I don't think Faber can keep up with that movement. I just don't. Even if it's a points play, I, it's not going to happen. Wow, Kev. All this talk of lions. What make you about it? It's uh, an homage to how great Uriah Faber's hair is. Mm, very positive. nice. Positive. It's like the moment you think about that golden locks, you're just like, "There's a lion somewhere," and it's in those eyes. Wow. All right. Let's go to our next fight. It's a women's strawweight fight between Jessica Pena and Jessica Andrades. I. Uh, who gets to go first? Is this... You were answering, so you might as well go first, you dick. I'm nervous about how large Jessica Andrade looks in her photo, so I'm taking her. She looks ripped. Okay, let's go over to Vernon. Vern. I'm actually leaning in that direction as well, because after that beating that uh, Jessica Penne took at the hands of uh, Joanna. I don't know if she's ready to come back yet or not, man. That was brutal. That's fair. Uh, Kevin, what is it that you predict in this fight? How do you see this fight going? I think Jessica Andrade is going to put her up against the fence and knock her out. Okay. Vernon, do you have any big pit bull left hook? You know, that like head down whack. Very nice. Kevin. I see that. Vernon, do you feel that he's on or off on that? I think, actually, I see ground and pound because you've got one girl who's coming down from 135 and you got one girl who's coming up from 105. So, not good. Not good at all. Not good indeed. All right. Um, let's go to our next fight. It's a featherweight fight between Cole Miller and Alex Cisaris. And uh, we're going to go ahead and have Vernon lead us off on this one. 15 on the clock. As much as I always want to pick somebody named Bruce Leroy, there's no way he's beating Cole Miller. There's just no way. He's too small. And he's got that tricky jiu-jitsu that most guys fall into. A guy like Cole Miller is too good to fall into it. Okay. Kevin. He's taking Cole Miller? Mm-hmm. Uh, do I go with the cool choice? Yes, I do. <laughs> God. I got to see Alex Bruce Leroy Caceres come back. I'm more like willing it to happen. I just want him back. This is interesting because I feel this is like – Two over under Kevin no nos back to back. The first is Vernon saying like he never loses. It's, it's fact. It's his way. There's no way I could see that happening. 
And then on the other side, Kevin, we've got you saying, do I make the mischievous choice? Ooh, ooh. Yeah, you're right. Those are bad omens on both. This makes this an interesting fight. We don't know who's going to lose. Well. Double DQ. It's now it's a double DQ. No. <laughs> don't put that on the fucking card. One of them accidentally slips <laughs> making weight. Hits their head. <laughs> they both suffer from amnesia. Totally Wait. forget their, their fighters by I'm the time they make it. My passion as an artist. Goodbye. Like, fuck. <laughs> Our bad guys. Or they just take the, the Jason Bourne route and then they are trying to assassinate somebody in the crowd that you didn't know was holding a very valuable jewel. I mean, I'm not saying I scripted it, but it could happen. So Actually, I think in. Bruce Leroy is just going to... Bruce Leroy is just going to break ranks and instead of walking out in pumps, he's going to walk out in some old school pro wings and they're going to kick him out. <laughs> well, all right. Um... Let's do this. Let's go with uh, Vernon doing this one first. It's a lightweight, uh, light heavyweight fight between Jonathan Wilson and Luis Henrique de Silva de Continua de Esposa next to la Biblioteca Circa de Gas Station. Um, I'm going with Luis because he sounds Brazilian and I want to go jiu-jitsu. Okay. Okay. Kev? That's about the best I can do with these guys. Well, You're not worried at all if he wins. It'll take 35 extra minutes to announce his name because I'm worried about that. I'm going to take Johnny Bravo, Jonathan Wilson, because I don't know anything about him. Wait, their weights are listed very differently. What fight weight is this at? Eh, it's at a eh, weight. <clears throat> okay. Well, gentlemen, let me tell you guys something. What if I were to tell you I had insider information on this fight? How? What if I were to tell you I've actually trained with one Johnny Bravo? I did not know that. Well, of course, our good friends over at Millennia MMA have uh, many fighters over there. Uh, Millennia MMA, very famously, Steven Martinez's fight gym. Also, our good friend Cody Bollinger's fight gym. And I happened to be there a couple weeks while covering Glory. So I was rolling with uh, Cody, and uh, they happened to introduce me. They're like, hey, do you know this guy? And I was like, yep. And the guy introduces himself. He's like, hey, I'm Johnny Bravo. And I go, yep. You're fighting in a week and a half, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, I am. You want to roll? And I'm like, how do you roll with somebody like you? I don't even – like, what am I supposed to do? And uh, this gentleman, he was a very good roll. It's very tough. And, you know – he had good awareness for where his jiu-jitsu needed to be. Not like I was surprised, especially when you train with Steven Martinez. But it does pose a, pre- a question that I didn't want to find out that day, which is, how hard does he punch? And would you like to know some other uh, insider information, gentlemen? Yeah. Sure. That was a roll. Uh, yeah. The answer is very hard. Yeah. Because I saw him working mitts, and then he worked mitts and said, hey, you want to train? And I said, not particularly, No. And then I rolled with him. He's actually a very good roll. So stuff to consider. No shit. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad I chose him. You are the lucky. Uh, his name isn't Raphael. That's another surefire thing to do on this podcast. But I'm just saying to you, Vernon, do you want to change your opinion here? Going against the podcast. Now, here's the other yeah. thing. Kevin, do you trust my jujitsu knowledge? Uh, no, but I want to be. I want to double down on the coolness of the story. Okay. 
So that way, when we go, and I can finally just beat the shit out of Cody Bollinger, which has been brewing <laughs> for a long time. Good luck with that. Thank you. Uh, you could be like, this is Johnny Bravo. I'm like, hey, man, voted it for you. <laughs> uh, Vernon, what do you think? You're kind of quiet over there. I'm still leaning. I'm still going to go my way. We got 10-0 versus 7-0. With these fights, when you don't really know, I'm going to go with first choice. It's usually the right one. I'm kind of, I'm still leaning, but might as well. And I'm in, I'm in. I lose, I lose. Eight is the he number dies, of words his name and nickname are. Eight. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Wow, Kevin. Let's go to our next fight. I'm glad we were able to do this. But before we go any further, I do want to bring this up. Vernon, you know this. You are a fan of our show. We are moderately fan of yours. Um, let's just say this. There is going to be a bet placed in a few minutes. We normally put a wager because we don't want to do money because that's dumb. But uh, we do some kind of bet toward the end of Over Under Kevin. Now, without saying what it is, do you have one in mind right now? I do. Okay. Kevin, how do you feel about that? Scared. after. <laughs> yeah. Kevin recently had to fulfill a bet that uh, he's still paying for as we speak. The Pazuki or the uh, Burpees? The Burpees. <laughs> the Pazookies is going to be its own kind of special hurt, which I feel the most bad about, but yeah. whatever. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I, don't th- I think he's just going to wolf it. I think he's just going to fat kid it out and be just fine. He'll be <laughs> all right you. with that. Thank you for the support. I don't think, he, I don't think that was actually – I don't think he viewed that as a loss. I think he viewed that as a win. A real cheat day moment. Yeah, that's how I <laughs> – but you do understand that's going to be the only thing he eats all day. Like he's going to actively not eat anything else and go, I'm waiting for my pizookie. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm going to eat a few things. You sure about that? Yeah, well. I'm going to eat a few things to help <laughs> Very nice, boost Kevin. my appetite. <laughs> uh-huh. I understand. Fatty going to fat. Well, I get yeah. It. So let's go to our next fight. And, uh, you know, here's the thing, Kevin. Hmm. I want you to lead this fight off, but oh God, I already know who it is. I just, I just fear where you're gonna take it. So, do your damnedest. It's a middleweight fight. Dan Hendo Henderson versus Victor, Hector Lombard. Go. Uh, yeah, this is difficult because this really feels like those that last minute of Tim Duncan's career. Like, they're just trying to throw people at dan henderson he can beat that's rude first of all i'm second gonna of take all, hector lombard okay second of I all am. i do love the onion headline that said uh tim Gun- duncan announces this is his last century of playing basketball <laughs> i didn't see that that's i don't funny. think i've ever seen a funnier headline than that but uh Vernon, do you affirm the Tim Duncan analysis here, or do you not? Or do you not know who Tim Duncan is? I, I know who Tim Duncan is. I Look, my knowledge usually stops around like 2000 when it comes to most sports outside of football. Congratulations, so. you live in the Midwest. Oh, boom. Hey. Boom, Midwest. Well, thing. I went to college out there. That's what I'm saying, but, I know. Yeah. People who do that are yeah. idiots. Hey, I still refer to the uh, Wizards as the Bullets, so what can I yeah. do? <laughs> well, Rap's um, one of the idiots he just no, I, mentioned, I, by the way. That's I, why I he's making just, that joke. 
<laughs> I can say that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I know your Lakers lost Kobe this year, but you still have Kurt Rambis. You guys should be just fine. <laughs> you know what the difference is? We've won championships before, so you let me know when your team that you don't know exists wins one out there. Bullets. Fair enough. So with this one, who you got? It is a toss-up as far as I'm concerned, and the sad part about it is I actually think Henderson has the better cardio. <gasps> wow. So are you going to go for him or not? <laughs> I, uh, fuck it. Let's go for it. Let's go, Henderson. He went straight yes. Schwarzenegger for a second. <laughs> he said the magic words. <laughs> fuck it. And then uh, it, <laughs> I don't know who I'm going to pick. It is so difficult to, to pick get to a the person. top of. I, 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 yeah. All right. Well, Kev, I think that that suffices there. So I'm going to go to Vernon for this one. It's a middleweight fight between Kevin K.O. Casey and Elvis. I've got to go for Elvis because he's Elvis. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very nice. Kevin, what do you got for us? Bosnian Elvis takes on. You know what? I, I want us all to be on the same team here. I also choose Bosnia and Elvis. Kevin, could you say that you possibly There you go. That's enough for that bit. And, you know, facing Kevin K.O. Casey, whom we're big fans of, he, you know, when the fists are out, he tends to get a little shy. Falling in love with... Don't don't harmonize. Oh, I was... You, you know, it's it's the uh, Elvis and Vernon. You did it nicely, but I, I'm gonna, you know, when you do an Elvis, it's, oh, thank you, thank you very much. So you know, you gotta curl yeah, you know. the accents in there. <laughs> oh, Jesus, people, this is free ninety nine. This is what you get. They can't believe it. <laughs> well, guys, we've come to the end of it all, and uh, I'm putting thirty seconds on the clock, and uh, I'm gonna just say this. If you're voting for Bisping, just tell me why for 30 seconds. And if you're voting for the Ken doll with no fucking personality, tell me why you're going with him for 30 seconds. Let's start with Vernon. Gotta go Ken doll. He's just way, he's going to be way too overwhelming for Michael Bisping. Love Bisping. I love the way he talks shit. But a guy like Lou Rockhold is just going to beat the brakes off him like he did the first time. Uh, Kev, uh, that's very nice. Since we have a little bit of time left over on that 30-second pick, do we have Michael Bisping on the line right now? Uh, we do. I actually have him on the reserve line here okay. now live. Number four ranked facing Luke Rockhold, UFC 199, Michael Bisping. The count, how are you going to win this fight? Because my man Vernon and I here think you're going to lose. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I've already won the fight, you know? It's like I already was in there. Hey, I want to talk to this guy over here and, and say... You don't think I'm going to win that fight? Nah. Yeah. Love you, champ, but nah, it ain't the cards for you, homie. Sorry. Yeah, well, I don't think you really love someone if you say that they're going to lose. So, you can't really be both, can you? Well, eh, you know. Yeah, well. I will say it to my kids, but I'll say it to my friends. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, cherry and all that good stuff. All right, bye. Uh, okay. Thank you, Michael Bisping. I thought, you know. We'd get a little more out of him. That's actually... Oh, oh, that's it. Uh, oh, no, he's... 
Oh, that's it. All right, bye. Again. He's oh. gone. I have to go He's back just... to fight camp. All right, bye. That's probably a good idea. It's, uh, I don't think I'm worried about Cheerio. him making weight. But, uh, cheer, yeah, cheers. I am a little worried about him getting murdered. Uh, uh, Zach, Kevin, 30 seconds on the clock for you. There's a booze parting, drinking portion of me that really wants to choose the count. Because I feel like, you know, up until premium weight week, still drinking pints. And Luke Rockhold seems about as interesting as a rock on a rainy day. But I got to go with him because he looked insane last fight. And I haven't seen Michael Bisping look good in a few years. Well, he beat Anderson Silva. I stand by my previous comment. He's become like the Forrest Griffin 2.0 model where he's like oh. fighting the people on the cusp of getting in there. And some injuries broke his way here. That's That's just rude. That's a very sincere compliment. Forrest Griffin had a is great it, career. He was awesome. It, the but downside. it's true. It's damn true. Don't you Kurt Angle me. <laughs> you cut your fucking shit. Hey, listen, Vernon, <laughs> I have to ask you this because you had the chance to talk with Bisping, and I understand that. That's a glorious thing. Yep. But if two douchebags fight each other, <laughs> does it even happen? Like, do we even declare a winner? I mean, unfortunately, one has to be declared, but yeah, it is, you know, it is rough and we can definitely say we're not the winners, but you know, you're going to have to watch it and you're going to have the advantages. At least you get to watch one of them get beaten. You may not like the person doing the beating, but they both get beaten. But I have to make this very clear. Like (laughs) the difference between Rockhold and Bisping is Rockhold has at least given us finishes that you go, damn, that's impressive. Whereas Bisping, you go, yeah, I guess he won that. That's cool. Oh God, his early his early fights, especially the ones at two hundred five that were in England. I'm like, so you're just gonna keep giving this guy fights in England so he can eke out BS decisions when he clearly lost. All right, that's cool. If yeah. that's what you want to do, why not? And you know what? The hard part is, and I'll say this: the you know his new legacy right now is. And I, I'll use the words kindly when I say beating Anderson Silva, but surviving against Anderson Silva was the best showing I think we've seen. And it displayed a lot of heart from him. And that's about as good as I think I can really say about the guy because I don't really root for him. I guess he's earned his spot because he's fought all this top tier talent. But do I get excited about this fight? No, not really. They know it. They he, totally he, don't care. He, He's he's one of those guys who he's exciting leading up to the fight, but once the fight happens, it's like okay, the best part of the fight's over. I maybe we'll watch it. I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Yes. And again, I love Anderson Silva, but to say he survived against Anderson Silva is like saying, you know, you want you went down to uh, Arizona right now and you went three rounds with Jake Lamada. It's just it's not the same guy. It's just not. And saying that it is is just. It's really not fair. Okay. Well, then let's take a little analysis. And I know this isn't exactly a a fair rubric for fighting, but who looked more fucked up at the end of that fight? If you answer Anderson Silva, you need to stop lying to yourself. If you answered Michael Bisping, then maybe you enjoy points. And that's your game. And I understand that's part of the UFC and the mixed martial arts game. However... You would low and long be far from ever convincing me 
that he beat Anderson Silva in convincing fashion. What he did was he gave a true exhibition of heart when he was put under fire and he ended up eking out a decision that many would call controversial. So by that rubric, no, he did not dismantle Anderson Silva. He survived fighting him. I agree. And frankly, I wanted this fight to be Tim Kennedy. So, well, oh well. he doesn't, dude. Oh, already more excited about that fight. Damn, that was fast. Well, I mean, let's let's say this. Tim Kennedy has never not volunteered for a fight. If you even mention Jacare around me, I will go into a murderous rage because hearing that man was injured was the one hope I had for rescuing this card. Even if people didn't want yep. it, I wanted it. And I feel like a, a certain collection of MMA fans really wanted to see it. But then he was not cleared and now you have Chael Sonnen, and Kevin, I'll ask you this. Chael was saying that uh, you should have Jacare move down the list because he rejected the fight because he's hurt. What do you think about that? Chael's retired and got kind of old kind of fast, so maybe he should let Jacare live his life. That's I mean, I <laughs> there's nothing more interesting. He just than fought. A- it wasn't like he had spent six months recouping. It was like, no, it's too short notice. He fought like last week, it feels like. It might have been three weeks ago. Well, there's nothing more interesting than analysis from a guy who's like claim to fame was, yeah, I'll show up for the fight. And then you'd see the fight and you go, yeah, I don't think three weeks would have helped him. <laughs> and then there was the grappling after career when it's like, oh, Chael, let's keep the gi on. Let's oh, keep the gi top on. Keep that. Let's we'll keep the gi on. on. What do you mean? Keep the fucking uh, headset on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sure in a no gi match, Chael would beat me, but Chael is one of those people I would love to get in a gi just to see if, you know, that purple jet belt somebody gave him was legit. Well. Big wrestler. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a Vernon Kirk question and you can find him over at North Carolina at Indian trail BJJ. Uh, you can also see him, uh, potentially on next week's episode. So Vernon, tell me this. We've come to that part where we're all interested to hear what you have to challenge Kevin with. So hit us with your best shot. What's the bet you have for Kevin? Well, I want Kevin to do an instructional video. And he's also going to gonna have to be similarly dressed. I know he's not going to be able to get the exact same spats that this man wore, but he's going to have to at least get his hair right. He's going to have to do an instructional video of the shake, rattle, and roll finish by the Honky Tonk Man. Wow, that's impressive. Kevin? Is that achievable, Raph? Describe the shake, rattle, and roll. Um, let me see if I can get you a reference. I'm going to go ahead and look it up real quick uh, because... I think it is. And I, first of all, I love the idea of an instructional. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Because <laughs> keep in mind, up until he said any more, I kind of thought, oh, well, we're asking a lot here from Kevin. Big fan of spats. So I think that's achievable. That's um, usually. Let me see. The best part is the, the YouTube clip I have found for Kevin is one that says Honky Tonk Man's worst shake, rattle, and roll, which I feel is achievable for Kevin. Oh, God. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God. This is the worst. And you know what, Kevin? This doesn't even say it, but it gives you an idea of what it's supposed to look like. No, no, no. Can I add one thing to that, though? Absolutely. I think somebody has to do the shake, rattle, and roll to Kevin. After yeah, absolutely. But I want to hear him detailed, you know, step by step break yeah, it yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like somebody, like somebody has to do it to Kevin. 
Okay. You can do that, absolutely. Kevin, here's the the move. Uh, What do you have to counter him with, though, Kevin? Yeah, I'm thinking about that, too, because, first of all, those are some serious... Are (laughs) are those spats? Is that what we're calling it? Well, this is latter-day honky-tonk man, but why don't you just describe what you're seeing for us right now, Kevin? I'm seeing an obese (laughs) Elvis (laughs) flipping the shit out of... (laughs) Okay. So... All right. But actually, Raph, mm. if you want to help me with something, I'm trying to start a new internet trend, and I think you'll like it. Uh-oh. Instead of rickrolling people, <laughs> you should shake, rattle, and roll people and have it as a link to the Honky Tonk Man theme song. That's pretty funny. Okay. I, like, <laughs> Well, this is great. So uh, I accept. Okay. And I would like yep. him. I'm thinking about So I also want an instructional video. Raph, help me out here. Okay. What is it that you're looking to do, Kevin? What should we achieve here? What's a good... uh, Okay. You're more advanced in the WWE. Is that correct? Well... Yes, more... uh, He is more than you. I'm asking Vernon, yeah. No, I know, but I'm giving a judgment as, like, you know, the originator of said WWE BJJ. I am going to yeah. issue a challenge. We'll see if you're up for it, but I feel like it's as equal a difficulty. I okay. want a video showing how to set up a power bomb from a <laughs> double leg. <laughs> and I've been saying to Raph, it's like the one finishing move I adored. I've just never seen it done. So I'm going to throw it out there, see what, see what lands. I think we can figure something out like that. would be a little bit more of a sit-out. <laughs> and I gotta wait until I can lift my arm above my head. But I yeah, leave it to the that. artist, and I would never want to infringe upon health. So, let me <laughs> see. If explain to a power bomb may be too it. intense for him, though, Kevin. But I can come up with a move for him uh, that he can. Well, do. I'll do my, I can use my. I can use my twelve-year-old son for that. So you know, he's a little guy. Perfect. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a That's what a type great of ingenuity. Father. Once again, yeah, artist's interpretation. Hey, son, come over here real quick. What do you need, Dad? Well, I need to powerbomb the shit out of you. Who do you think I use when I teach classes? <laughs> Listen, that's your own time. I understand that. I don't know how things go in North Carolina. I'm pretty sure that goes as a de facto norm. He's like, I own this one. I'll, I'll show it on him. Come on over here. Well, Look, that's great... when, you, when you bring your kids to class, it's not child abuse. It's training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank uh, you. Let's uh, make sure we have that on record for First, the courts. We also need to condemn him for creating future warriors that are going to murder us. He's got kids yeah, in the jiu-jitsu no gym already. Shame on you, but that's fantastic. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Vernon, let's go ahead and go over what it is you've got going on again so that people, if they didn't hear us the first time, know that you've got something cool going on in the North Carolina region. So it's Jiu-Jitsu Theater, www.jujitsutheater.com, and that's R-E at the end, not E-R. Don't be a dumbass like I was. Um, during the day, if you're a white belt, blue belt, or purple belt, there's three-man brackets for white and blue, two-man for purple. All of your matches will be on pay-per-view. There's an intermission in between, Kung Fu movie being show, and in the evening we've got 10 Jiu-Jitsu super fights headlined by... Gordon Ryan, I've got Roger Carroll, former Bellator vet. I've got Cody Malti, a World Series of Fighting vet. 
I've got uh, Sean Applegate of 10th Planet and BJJ Box fame. I've got uh, a really cool brown belt match against an uppercomer named Joe Selecki against one of my teammates named Stafford Hamilton. And I've got two really good up-and-coming Himzo guys, uh, Jonathan Callistine and Matt Kaplan, who are also competing on the card. Um, awesome. Matt's competing for a 145-pound belt against my good friend C.J. Murdoch. So it's going to be a fun card all the way around. And uh, if we're not in the North Carolina region, where can we find the pay-per-view? www.jujitsutheater.com. Everything is going to be run through that. You can also sign up for the tournament through that the whole nine yards. Well, that's great. You know, Vernon, uh, you're always so especially kind to us, and I appreciate the fact that you already knew how to give Kevin shit before we even started recording. So you are near and dear to our hearts here at Verbal Tap. We wish you nothing but the best, and uh, if you're so inclined, we'd love to have you back to talk shop next week about the pay-per-view fights. I will be there. Awesome. I, I have one real quick question before he leaves. Yes. Fight of the night performance of the night thank you i was actually gonna bring that up but we were we were trying to figure out the actual astute analysis for what move you should do but go on please i know uh i'm gonna go with performance of the night for me is very easy faber okay then it's gonna go fight of the night i guess poirier green i feel like has some electricity potential and then performance of the night two goes to Rockhold. Okay. I did it. Unless Henderson wins, in which case they'll just uh, <laughs> retirement of the year. Is that an award? Sorry. No, I don't think they give that out. <laughs> All right, Vernon, then we'll get him out of here. I am going with Rockhold and with Hendo as a performance of the night. Oh, Fight of the night is definitely going to be Rockhold Bisbing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh <laughs> I actually I actually think it's going to end up being even though it's probably going to be a point fest um, I got a feeling they're going to end up giving it to uh, Cruz in favor yeah, good call alright ladies and gentlemen way too nice Vernon Kirk <laughs> <laughs> Raph, uh, don't tell Vernon, but I like that guy. Do you? Yeah. I have a, an update for you. I have a better version of the finishing move that oh, you should look at. I'm excited. So I'm going to send it to you over in the chat. But we also have some, took uh, some risks. We also have some updates for you just in terms of what's going on in the UFC right now. Uh, Kevin and I are recording this on a Sunday, and uh, there is a UFC going on. So we are trying to bring you live coverage of that. And uh, I can confirm for you that uh, Cody No Love just knocked out Alameda. So Ooh. that happened. Um, there was also Chris Camuzzi. Uh He ended up winning his fight. Uh, it was kind of interesting. I saw him playing a little bit of footlocks uh, when he was uh, in an MMA fight, and it just kind of was making me think, like, oh, shit, you don't really see too many of those. But we uh, love it. We think it's great whenever people try to do that, so... Uh, what else happened? I can tell you Hunnam Burrell lost his fight. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, especially in the fact that, like, it makes me wonder, especially with that guy, he okay? Yeah, he just uh, doesn't look like he cares as much. And I know that nah. sounds, he doesn't look damaged. 
Maybe he's um, but in a night full of decisions, we also had Rick's story defeating uh, Tarek uh, Safferdine, which uh, was a very dominant decision. You had a 30-27, 29-28, 29-28. And so between that, Lorenz Larkin getting the nod over uh, Jorge Mazdaval. And uh, in the prelim action, you had some okay fights, uh, a good knockout by Jay Collier uh, over Alberto Uda which was actually really cool. It was a spinning back kick, and it was just, oh, it was so cool to see. Um, Brian Carraway was wished well by the misses. Sarah McMahon uh, picked up the nod over Jessica I in a really, really solid performance from her. And Abel Triolo was able to come through with the decision after being put in some very potentially bad spots throughout that fight. So between that and Eric Koch picking up a submission win, that is pretty much all you need to know about that card. So, ta-da. Wow, that was great. And so are the Honky Tonk Man and Vote of Confidence funny WWF wrestling promos. Oh, We've absolutely. Got a lot of work to do to get this thing ready. In so the... what do you think about the uh, shake, rattle, and roll finishing? Though? I think it's beautiful. I think he made a real solid choice, and I appreciate his artisanship in trying mm. to get me interested in both the neck crank and the sport. <laughs> do you feel that you have a good move for him? Do you feel that we should maybe change the power bomb? Should we take a moment to think about that? We should. We're going to talk because okay. I actually okay. have two others that I think would be kind of fun if I could. Oh. Be I'm, I'm, trying I'm to intrigued to know what those here. are. You know, I just want some. Some help from me once. I'm taking treat yourself. Let's end this podcast with yep. some shout outs. Raf, would you like to start? Absolutely. Let's go ahead and start by shouting out Phenom Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Boom. They have a great cool. seminar that I attended yesterday with uh, none other than Felipe Pena. All of the people there were super nice and uh, very accommodating and welcoming to me. And uh, let me tell you this about Felipe Pena. It's hard to really emulate his game. So when I'm attending a seminar of his, I have kind of a raised eyebrow of, is this going to work for me? Like level with me, Felipe. Sure. I hear you. But there was a lot of stuff that was very applicable to me, and uh, it's just super nice. Definitely was going around, super helpful, walked around uh, the mats and was correcting small mistakes on everybody or giving great constructive criticism to everybody, and uh, really has a good sense of humor. So we're looking forward to talking with him sometime in the near future, but I wanted to say thank you to him and uh, everybody over again at Phenom Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu that's in Mission Hills. I also wanted to send a shout out to, again, Jeff Schultz. Uh, Jeff was giving me great notes and was like, dude, that'd be so good if you could do this with your game. And I was like, yeah, but I suck, so I can't do those things. So uh, it was nice to see him in a gi and roll with him in a gi because he likes to profess that he doesn't know how to use it. But uh, four-stripe brown belt, mm, I think he knows what to do with the gi, if I'm being honest. So uh, killer there. I also want to thank all the folks I got to train with today. Uh, just really nice people. Marco Curzat, who was also around. And I want to thank uh, the good people over at Breakdown Academy. Um, some great training going on over there between John and uh, our good friend Zach. And we are looking forward. There's going to be a women's open mat on, I believe it is June 12th, Sunday. It is going down at 11 a.m. And if you guys are so inclined, it's going down in the northern Hollywood region. And extra bonus, it is going to be co-hosted by one Sophia McDermott Drysdale. And if you guys definitely want to get some high caliber instruction, go learn from her because 
her instruction is top notch. So I want to say thank you to her for coming through and doing that. I also want to send a big shout out to our good friends at Valley Martial Arts Center. Been getting a lot of good training with those guys. And, uh, you know, just today, my good friend Hassan and I, we spent the entire day drilling, just drilling what we learned at the uh, Felipe Pena seminar. And I can tell you, Kevin, I only forgot 40% of it. Nice. Congratulations. So, uh, progress. Our thanks there. And if you guys have not checked out the Breakdown Invitational, please do so. Look that up on your local YouTube channel. You get to see great, great action from uh, some of the best up-and-coming blue belts and purple belts that I'm sure you guys will see at Worlds this week. So uh, check that out. Great submission-only, no-time-limit tournament featuring a very spectacular uh, super fight between our good friend Steve Martinez and our other awesome, amazing good friend Albert Aguirre. So check those out. You can catch that at BJJ Breakdown's YouTube channel. And I think that'll do it for me. But if you guys are coming down the world this week, I will be there. So be sure to say hello to me. And I know some of you guys think, oh man, Raph, I've got notes afterwards. We're like, you looked busy. I'm not. I'm not. If I'm talking with somebody, I will completely cut them off and say hello to you. So by all means, be sure to say hello. Uh, unless it's Gary, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, inside BJJ with that type of humor? Yeah, Look at that. <laughs> See, inside BJJ, that's called a callback. You know what? Not going to spoil it for you. No. Never mind. Read about it sometime when you finally Google stand up. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Jesse, one of our friends from White Belt Survival. You should check them out. Ref, you know what they did this week? He went on what they're calling a roll trip, mm-hmm. which sounds like something you would do at a music festival. It isn't. It's what I do when I come and visit you. It's when you go on like a road trip for jujitsu purposes. Uh, uh, your wedding aside, though, we did do jujitsu. That's worth noting. Oh, my God. I have a story for you. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend's hairdresser is getting married. Mm-hmm. Her fiance went to the last open weekend of the skis. It's like people go down the hill and their mountain in their bathing suits. They're drinking. Broke his shoulder in three places. No. Has to get surgery. And I said to Victoria, <sighs> I was like, you just got to be careful. We weren't even allowed to touch Rav's face. And that is how you do that. So there's a little shout out to your bachelor party life advice. Just be careful out there. So I learned some things from both of those stories. And you saw my instructor, the lanky gentleman, Will. Looks like a Franco. Am I wrong? I'm not 100% sold, but go on. Okay, I'll keep it up because eventually, and I'm gonna even kind of like talks like one. It's just like, are you a third? Are you a cousin or something? Are you just a <laughs> jiu-jitsu badass? That it just sucks thing? because he looks like he's not phased by your nonsense. So, not a, it's my kind of people. But B, every time I'm sure you say, "Hey, look, a Franco over here," I'm pretty sure he just rolls his eyes and goes, "Kevin, just fucking roll." Almost always, and okay. I can't wait to ship him out to your ass. For a tournament. Mm. We're going to have to talk about that. We have Absolutely. been chatting about that because it's training. Mm. That's going to do it for me, Raph. That's going to do it for us tonight at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night.
and good fight. This week's bonus clip, Kevin forgot to play the music on the podcast. I'm going to have to add music in post. I have my phone plugged into the system. Wow. You mean uh, we can't hear it shittily on the air? Like shut we up. Do? <laughs> no, you don't get to. Not this time. Wow. Don't tell me to shut up. I made that fucking song and you will fucking put it on. I will. In all its HD sound glory. <laughs> well, the worst is when I listen to an episode and it's not there and I'm always like, oh, motherfucker, I was tired. 